to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, finally, the three of us are in New York. <laughs> you two are <laughs> you two are in New York City, and I'm in White Plains, New York, which, by the way, is not very plain. I went running, and it's a lot of hills here. How are you, Carl and Lauren? <laughs> We're good. We're good. We're in New York. We're downtown in uh, the Village. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I was there last week, uh, so enjoy it. It was it's really really cool. So this week we have a special episode about the Truck of the Year Award for the North American Car truck and utility vehicle, Nactoy, which uh, uh, the three of us are yours. And uh, for a while we were talking about not being on the road, and now we've been on the road pretty much every week. And uh, But this Nissan event seemed that it was like a year ago to me, <laughs> long time it's ago, right? crazy travel. Carl, too. And, and I think a lot of us, you and I were on the same uh, trips for uh, Nissan. I don't know, were we on the same one for Frontier? No, you were ahead of me, but the bottom line is, both the embargoes are tomorrow. I saw you last week at Santa Cruz. At Santa Cruz. Okay. So I, had Santa Cruz yeah. my, I had to spend my weekend before I flew off again this morning, bright and early from L.A. to New York City, getting my embargoed both on the same day stories done this past weekend. So I love working on my weekends, but I got my Santa Cruz and Frontier story done. So, uh, yeah. So I get basically, I get, yeah, we, we already talked about the Santa Cruz last week, an uh, interesting vehicle, very new in the segment that was uh, pretty much abandoned like for 20, 25 years. Now let's talk about the Frontier. And the basic question is, does it have what it needs to win truck of the year and just to recap let's say that it's going against the ford f-150 raptor uh, one of lauren's favorite the yes, ford maverick an order, but an r <laughs> yeah. the ford maverick we which haven't seen we know a lot about it. it's going to be a hybrid compact vehicle the gmc homer ev very expensive uh, electric suv the santa cruz the rivian r1t that I haven't. I mean, I've seen it in the auto shows. I haven't driven it. The Tesla Cybertruck, driven it other than Bezos. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Tesla Cybertruck, which nobody is going to drive this year. That so if you want, yeah, that won't that won't be even in the running. No, it's, yeah. I think it got pushed to twenty twenty three. We may not see it because we know it's not going to look like that. Yeah. The Department of Transportation will never let a vehicle like that. Yeah, exactly. And and then the Toyota Tundra, which we will see, I believe, next month, right? Uh, yes. September. Yes. I think we're all so, going to Tundra. So that the candidates might be, I mean, the finalists might be, and this is the, the point of the debate today, the Frontier, the Raptor, and the Santa Cruz, the Maverick maybe there, the Tundra, I don't know. So what do you think? Well, I think it's the worst year uh, for you to have introduced an all-new truck, unfortunately, if as any one as any one company, because uh, all of them did it the same year. So now, you know, normally the truck category is so barren with new stuff that if you have any kind of decent one, you can have a good shot at winning. Now we've got like five all-new, very creative, cool, never seen before. You know, the standard hybrid truck Maverick, this car-like truck from Santa from uh, Hyundai, the Santa Cruz. Now the brand new frontier that's got a lot of great capability engineered into it, both for off-roading and refined street driving that makes it very appealing. So, you know, GMC Hummer, all electric, 
bringing back the brand. So it's this super active year in the truck world, which is great for truck buyers, but it makes it so that, uh, you know, there's a real scramble to try to win an award that only one of them can win. Right. Last year, I know that, uh, you know, Ford and GM and Ram, whenever they come up with their half ton trucks, they're pretty much instant winners unless they, you know, there's some variant that's running up against them and their cars are so innovative and new, but this is like, like Carl was saying, the worst year to be introducing a new truck. But everyone kind of sat on their hands because last year there was nothing because yeah. and now we have a chip shortage. So I think we're going to see a Silverado next year. That's the word I've heard. Electric yeah. Silverado? Uh, maybe maybe an all new one. It uh, needs it. It needs it. Yeah. So ironically, the Honda Ridgeline, which is the thing, the most uh, similar thing to the Santa Cruz, and again, we're talking about the rich line. We go back to the Santa Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> the rich line won in 2006, and I believe it won another year when they were mm-hmm. the second generation. I'm checking the list, but I don't it see did. it here. I think it, it did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Times that it was introed and then redesigned. Yeah, 2006 and 2017. But uh, let's go back to the Ridgeline. The Ridgeline really needed uh, an update. It hadn't been uh, updated in like almost 16 years. We have Ridgeline Sport now. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the the Frontier, I really like the design. I mean, I like everything about it. But again, as Carl was saying, in terms of the award, the truck of the year, it's going to be really, really hard. It has some good attributes. Uh, but, I mean, there's, if, if, if the Maverick is anything that they have promised, I think that's going to be one of the stronger candidates. What did you like about the Frontier, Lauren? Oh, I thought the Frontier looked so much better. I love the red logo on the Pro 4X. I think that uh, they it's a huge improvement. But when you're running that vehicle, that truck, it's, pr- it's proven off-road, on-road, not a problem. But they want to go head-to-head with Tacoma you got to bring your A game. I see that every time someone says, we're going to go head to head with whatever brand and you have to be able to not just match them, but beat them. And I don't know if this vehicle does it. It does have the looks. It's certainly going to take away buyers. Did either of you drive the Tacoma competitive vehicle that they had there on the trip? No, I was driving the tow vehicle instead. Yeah. Okay. So I drove it Yeah. and uh, uh, the Tacoma had a vastly compromised on-road ride. Now, I didn't take it off-road, obviously, but uh, you know, we already all know that the Tacoma's uh, a billy goat off-road. But when you've just, and this is always the way you got to drive a modern car if you're comparing it to a direct competitor and all. Even like a couple hours, you know, people are like, oh, I'll go drive this in the morning, I'll go drive this. No, 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 no. You got to drive, yeah. drive the car and then drive the exact competitor within like an hour on the same road. Then you'll know the differences because that's how good, because all the cars are pretty good. We all know that. And also, if you really want to tell the difference. So I drove the Tacoma right after I drove the the Frontier on like a 20-minute loop that they had set up if you wanted to. And I mean, within like 100 yards of driving the Tacoma, I was like, ooh, you know, the the uh, bounciness of the suspension and the, the lack of like the, the, the steering doesn't have nearly as kind of intuitive and precise feel to it. Uh, the brake pedal modulation. I was like trying to hit the brakes. First times hit the brakes, my head's bombing. It's like, oh man, this is on the got, Tacoma. On the Tacoma, it's like there's nothing, yeah. nothing out there, and then it's all coming in hard, you know. Whereas the the Frontier had a much more progressive, um, easy to modulate brake thing. Hmm. Basically, well, that that Tacoma has drum brakes in the back. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like that's 1960, <laughs> isn't it? Basically, yeah. every everything that related to driving dynamics or ride quality was superior on the Frontier. 
Now, a lot of people be like, yeah, but that's because the Tacoma's on a, no, we just took the Frontier off-road and it kicked ass. There was no issue with it off-road. So you can't say, well, the Tacoma's so bad on-road because it's so great off-road. Well, then why is the Frontier so good on-road and just as good off-road? So you're saying that Tacoma needs a full redo. I'm saying the Tacoma, <laughs> if someone right now came to me and said, you got to, I'm going to force, I'm going to take all your vehicles and I'm going to give you one more, give you one sub, one back and you have to drive it every day uh, for the next five years, Tacoma or Frontier. It's not even close. Frontier. Oh, yes. And I Frontier think that Tacoma great. has the advantage of the marketing and that has been established in the market uh, right. with, with different variants and they have the, the TRD Pro. And so th they have that advantage. But in terms of this one, the, for this year, yeah, the, the Frontier is way much better. Might be lacking some uh, high-tech uh, technology, but that's not what uh, this uh, segment Demand the customers right, the steering in this segment, right? On the frontier, first thing I noticed when I got in the frontier is the steering was steering wheel was real heavy. Really, I didn't notice. But that. you know what? As you drove it a little bit, I think you get more comfortable, like any car. You know, you can get into any vehicle and initially say, "Oh, I really hate the interface on the technology," and then you, if you live with it, you're like, "I love it." You know. Don't yeah. forget, it's got the highest uh, rated um, horsepower in the horsepower. segment. Horsepower, and ten, yeah, the best tow rating too in the segment. Yeah. So. And, and I, I love the uh, the feature, the accessories they have. Yeah, yeah. Some a lot of cool brilliant. accessories. Yeah, they it. really thought about that. I think they're going to have a great success with it. I think they're going to sell a ton of yeah. them. Yeah, smart cruise control, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of advanced tech too. So Safety. I so think we're going to we're gonna test drive all the candidates uh, in October in um, Ann Arbor later this year, and then we will decide the finalists. By the way, um, Nissan is still, I was going to say angry, but really more disappointed that the Sentra couldn't win last week. But again, the timing was bad because it went against the Hyundai Elantra, which I eventually won with more variants, a hybrid, the N. Uh, so this year is probably going to be the same story for poor Nissan with an actor no, award. Well, and the, Rogue, and the Rogue was really good last year on the SUV side. Yeah, like, exactly. And so, uh, yeah. And I, mean, I didn't like them. I thought the Mach-E was fine if you want an electric car, but for the masses, it doesn't make sense. Not everyone's yeah. going to go out and spend that kind of money on a new car where cars like the Sentra or vehicles or like, like the, the Rogue, Rogue they, that is a mass. That's a mainstream car. Oh, my gosh. And they sell them based on price. My son used to work at a Nissan dealer. I used to be a trainer for Nissan. I can tell you it's all based on price. Yeah, and, exactly. And have, you can have the same car side by side, and they'll just – Flash the price to get you into a Nissan product. And that's probably how they sell so many. Yeah. Well, exactly. So to learn everything about it in the second segment, I had a conversation with Mike Colleran. He is the senior vice president of marketing and sales. Uh, so we're going to listen to that interview on the second segment. And I hope to see you soon, maybe next week somewhere. Uh, you never I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, enjoy New York. Enjoy New York City. And I will enjoy the other part of New York here with uh, Toyota, okay? Bye, right. guys. Okay. Talk to you guys. Take care, Take care. Well, Mike, um, 15 years waiting for this, <laughs> for this moment. <laughs> Very, I mean, everybody is excited, but... Nissan, Nissan people must be the most exciting of, of everybody, else, right? Yeah, it's 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 been a long wait. You know, the, the Frontier uh, still really good in the marketplace. You know, we've updated it over the years, but we've really been waiting for, you know, a completely uh, new, refreshed uh, Frontier in the marketplace. And I think the American public's been looking for it too. Um, 
you know, Frontier is a, a very respected and iconic brand here in America. Uh, and we have a loyal uh, fan base. And not just, you know, the, the average everyday consumer that uh, wants the vehicle for, you know, off-road or on-road. But, you know, we also have commercial customers and fleet customers. Yeah. Everybody's been waiting. And so um, it's, uh, it's time and, and it's here. Yeah. So let's, let's go back a little bit because uh, the Nissan Next project started, what, like three years ago? Uh, no, no. No, uh, Nissan Next started uh, about uh, 15 months ago. Okay. And, Less uh, than that. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, it came uh, just, uh, just as COVID was launching. And, <laughs> and uh, so not, not the optimal time to <laughs> launch your brand Good new time, uh, brand. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, but in some ways, uh, uh, you know, there were, there were silver linings that we're able to find in a very difficult time for, uh, for everyone. Uh, so the plan launched, and, and it was really based on three key pieces. Change the product. Uh, change the business and change the culture and change the product uh, frontier is part of that uh, and the blueprint that made uh, the new Sentra so successful and was uh, a finalist for North American car of the year uh, the new rogue which has been selling great gaining share uh, and now the new Pathfinder which has uh, been in the market for three weeks and the Armada was updated too with that it was not completely new but it, it has a big refresh a big refresh uh, along with the kicks as well yeah. uh, to the point where uh, consumers on the road would see the vehicle and go, oh, it's, it's the all-new Armada. Yeah. Uh, that's how much we change it and, and completely refresh on the interior with, as with well. With the new logo, especially. <laughs> exactly. And, and all the new technology as yeah. well. So uh, really good. So Nissan Next is underway from a product standpoint, and that blueprint continues here in the Frontier. And the simple blueprint is over-delivering value for the consumer that's in that segment. And it's worked for us really well. And guess what? We're bringing in a better customer, a customer that's uh, more able to uh, um, uh, be, you know, financially able to buy the vehicle. And so, what's happened is, is uh, the brand is improving very, very quickly. And then the last piece of it was improving the the, the culture and changing the culture around. And so we've really changed our culture as well. And uh, uh, and the, the the frontier is the culmination of. Um, Uh, a lot of years of work, but launched with the Pathfinder in a period where it's been very difficult to keep production schedules on time. There you go. Yeah, let's see if we can. Uh, looking to see the keys here. Like, can you turn see, it on? Let's see if we. Here. No, it won't start. So we moved locations because the music I means like party after all, <laughs> right? So move locations to a quieter uh, space. So the Nissan X uh, plan started at couple of years ago and it's moving forward really fast and with a lot of product right yeah yeah so we're we're on track um and certainly the financial announcement that you saw uh yesterday um clearly demonstrates that uh and it's it's more than uh um just uh, kind of current environmental conditions in the marketplace uh which you know are throwing off some interesting um uh, profitability numbers for some of the manufacturers uh this really kind of goes back to about a year ago when we started seeing a better customer come in stronger customer in the marketplace uh much more uh, willing to move up and buy higher trims and grades so the plan's really on track from that standpoint and then on the business side Um, we've really been able to change up the, the business and, and probably what's most notable about changing the business is a lot of different pieces like lower rental and lower day supply for our dealers, better profits for our dealers. But um, probably the most notable is that we've returned to brand advertising. So not just a Frontier launch or a Pathfinder launch, but also a brand launch the that, whole brand. that goes across the top of that and talks about Nissan, who we are, our DNA, and, uh, and what Nissan stands for. 
So, um, what is it? Six new products? Pretty much the whole lineup is new, right? It's like, uh, 10 new products in 20 else? months. Yeah. What else is like, what's the oldest card now? Uh, you don't even oh, remember. <laughs> oh, you know, the the product portfolio will go from the I get oldest. I can see because there's that new <laughs> in New York. We'll, uh, uh, well, that's you're, you're probably right because uh, the Z launch is on August 17th. So yeah. come out and see that. Uh, but uh, the, the portfolio goes from the oldest uh, just a year and a half ago to the youngest by the end of this year. Um, and that's a really rapid transformation. And you can see it in uh, consumers' enthusiasm for purchasing the cars. Yeah. So uh, I know you're still, everybody at Nissan is still disappointed that the Central didn't win a car of the year last year. So with the Frontier, the competition, again, is going to be really, really tough because this segment is growing fast, too. I mean, it's not only you bringing a new vehicle, but uh, there's other brands that bring in a lot of new uh, trucks. Yeah, you know, I think the American consumer um, really has changed in so many ways over the last year and a half uh, coming out of COVID. Uh, certainly, they're looking for uh, vehicles that can take them um, away from the big city, you know, a little bit more off-roading, a little bit more rugged, capable, uh, and connected as well. And uh, and you can see that in the new Frontier. So it's a really great time to bring out the new Frontier because the American consumer is moving in that direction. And yeah. you can see that in the competition. Uh, it's a competition that's going to be tough. We think we can do very well. Yeah. I mean, best-in-class engine, best-in-class transmission, best-in-class technology. Combine that with an all-new design um, and a great value. Frontier's always been a great value. Um, I think we got a winning formula. Well, I I hope so, too. And uh, we'll see because, um, you know, uh, uh, the jurors, as jurors, we, we see all the cars and we evaluate them. We evaluate them basically for the value. And I think all the cars that are coming out, especially the Sentra, I'm gonna go back a little bit to that. I just drove the Sentra SR, which is the top of the line cars, a little bit above 2,500, mm -hmm. 25,000, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be making money <laughs> if you were selling at no. that price, <laughs> 25,000. But it's an amazing car. I mean, like at the competition, again, it was really tough with the Elantra and the Genesis. But the value of this kind of truck, I mean, that the, the, the pricing is really aggressive, really attractive for the, for the consumer. So you're offering a lot. So and that's well, you, you hit be. the blueprint right there. And uh, it's about over delivering value in the segment, as I, I, I said earlier. And uh, in Sentra, uh, you certainly see that in SR. If you take a step down the SV, which is the volume vehicle yeah. where, you know, we, we sell many thousands a month. Uh, the value really stands out. The leather seats and lighted cup holders. Mm -hmm. Who does that in a kind of a mid-level Nissan Safety compact Shield 360. And you get 360 Safety Shield. So, you know, tons of value there. And, and the vehicle's selling great and gaining share um, literally every month. So it's a winner in its own way. Yeah, and it's the blueprint for everything that we do. And you're going to see the same value in this uh, this Frontier. And I think the consumer will recognize that. Excellent. Well, congratulations because honestly, I mean, not because we're here or like uh, I'm talking just to you. I, I've seen the progress, and the change in the co in the in the company, and the and the product speaks for itself. It's it's really been amazing to see, and I'm really excited to see the new C in New York next month. So. Well, well as you again. know, as, uh, well, maybe you don't know this. I'm a 240Z owner. I'm restoring one right now. Oh, wow. And uh, so so I'm all in. Uh, I love to drive fast, and I've always loved Z since I was a little kid. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll debut it on August 17th in New York. And, of course, it'll be a feature at ZCon a couple days later in Colorado Springs. So we're, we're super excited about that because that's core. It's DNA. It's the yeah. heart and soul. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time and having us here. It's great to be back on the road. Yeah, Javier, thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com.